Have you ever wondered what life would be like living your Viking best life surrounded by shields, axes, swords, and longboats? Are you interested in the formation of various iterations of the Kalmar Empire, of which, of course, the Orkney Islands were once a part of? Are you a Thor, the god of thunder, or more of a Freya? What will you do when Ragnarok comes, the final battle between the gods, demons, and giants, ending in the death of gods, and ultimately the end of the world? If you are looking for questions like this to be answered, my dear friends, you're in the right place because we have Mr. Martin McVardson of the fabulous Highland Park Distillery here with us today. Thank you very much. Um, oh. Pleasure to be here. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, Martin, great, it's, great it's, to have you here. And and Daz, can I just say that was that was a really nice introduction, man. You took me on a nice journey there. I was I, I was with you all the way. I felt at home. So yeah. <laughs> I think I saw a little tear come down yeah, Martin's yeah, eye yeah, when you were talking about it. It was, it was like going back in time, Martin. Like going back Oi. back in time, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you see, but, where, where I live, we don't have cars. We do have longboats still. So <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Company longboats. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. But Martin, great to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. We really appreciate it. And off, hot off the press from your big win as uh, Icons of Whiskey, Scotch Whiskey Ambassador of the Year 2022. Not the first time you've won it. The you, no. You're the first person to win it twice as well, man. How does that feel? Oh, it feels feels great. It's always good to be recognized for something you do. I won it in 2018 and was not there to, to get the award because I was in Singapore and the event was in London. And then, then I... Um, I won the regional one uh, last year um, for Scotland, and again couldn't be there because they closed down UK because of COVID. And uh, I thought, well, now I'm going to London, and that now I'm there, I probably won't get it. But they called up my name and um, uh, went on stage and got the the award, which which is fantastic. So it's been um, it's been a good year. Um, got mastered in October as well. So master of the quake as well. And then now this um, must be doing something right. And the next one will be hall of fame. And then, you know, it's time for you to retire. So um, uh, no, yeah, you're not there yet. No, I think, I think yeah, I'll continue as, as long as I can. And, and I think um, I, I'm, I'm just like you guys, you know, when you do something where your passion is, uh, there's uh, there's no stepping back because you know you you, you love what you're doing and uh, uh, honestly I can't see myself doing anything else uh, right now a lot of things that will come out lots of plans so yeah we, we it, it's good it's good to be involved uh, still uh, as much as I am. Well, we're going to get some of those plans out of you. Hopefully, you'll have a few drams and then tell us some of the plans that Highland Park do, are going I to do. do. We, we've got Martin. We've got a way of doing that on this the show. You know, we uh, we get ambassadors on, we get them drunk, and then they tell us all the uh, all the brand plans for the future yeah. of the brand. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah, I look forward to hear your brand plans then. <laughs> <laughs> so Good embargo busters. Yeah. Before we get into this, let's talk about what we are actually drinking. So, Martin, in your honor, mate, I've got a wee bottle of this. Fantastic. That's which a really, is, really nice dram. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. Then, sorry, no, no one can actually uh, see what I'm holding up, which is uh, the Highland Park Dark Origins, which I yeah. think, Daz, you're involved in that as well, right? But, yeah, Martin and I, I remember yeah, yeah. going to the sample room with Max yeah. at the exactly, time. Exactly, yeah. And, and we actually launched it together as well. So yeah. um, 
that was that was a great uh, launch as well. Uh, you remember that when we did the um, uh, the Highland Park Dark Origins expedition from Gothenburg to um, to Kirkwall over the North Sea, and we um, oh, it was just crazy. We um, we decided to do the kind of the voyage of the Vikings back in the days, and um, uh, we headed out uh, with with a, a fantastic ship from um, uh, Gothenburg, uh, a boat which was fast and you know huge. Uh, were the press boat for America's Cup, uh, and uh, we went out. Sailed towards Kirkwall in the morning, and um, nice weather was raining a little bit. Um, and as we got towards the North Sea and the uh, south part of Norway, the the wind really came in and and became worse and worse. And then suddenly, all hell broke loose, and uh, it was just unbelievable. It went crazy. And uh, we got a call from the um, Coast Guard in Norway saying, you, you better seek for land because it's really? going to be crazy out there. Uh, but we all decided, nah, it can't be that bad. So we, we continued. And then uh, they called and said, you are now entering the worst weather in North Sea for 12 years. And we lost our emergency equipment. We, uh, there were out, helicopters out looking for us. and everything and um, a trip that normally would have taken two and a half three days took us four and a half days and i was there uh, i was waiting for you in Orkney. yeah you're waiting for us in Kirkwood, and I, yeah and, and amazingly despite the fact all your emergency stuff had broken i still got your sos text message and it was uh daryl can you please get me a new pair of jeans <laughs> i think that's i mean that's you know such a cool thing about being an ambassador you get all these incredible experiences right it's like money can't buy experiences so Martin, I see there's a load of Highland Park behind you as we yeah. do this interview. So what does the Highland Park ambassador drink? What, what are you having a dram of tonight? Well, uh, right now I'm, uh, I'm having the, uh, well, again, people can't see it, but I'm having the new 15 year old, um, which I, I, I truly enjoy. And it's not because it's new. It's just, um, in my opinion, it's a masterpiece from, uh, from Gordon Motion. Um, a little bit different than the uh, the old 15 year old we had some years back, which we discontinued in, in 2016. Um, this is 44%, uh, much more American oak uh, driven and um, like uh, like Das as well. I'm, the, I'm not sure about you, but Das and, and I, we always had a passion for American oak uh, and especially if it's American oak sherry cask that gives us these nutty, uh, uh, kind of tropical fruity flavors and the 15 year old have that so uh, right now that's my um my my dram which i enjoy um quite a lot actually probably one of the best i have i've ever tried would, would have been the bicentenary 21 year old which we we launched in 1998 for the 200 years anniversary that's probably the best highland park um i've tasted besides of, of course you yeah, had the 50 year old which is there's a, there's a lot of people say that about the bicentenary yeah, yeah. you know people that have known highland park very well um yeah. they've been around the distillery and things they often say the bicentenary the other one was the 1973 vintages that was around yeah which a lot yeah. of people talked about because it had that lovely tropical fruity kind of character exactly, in it yeah. which was brilliant 
Um, yeah, but we, we we did a lot, of, and 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 still today, when we um, when we try some of the casks from the seventies, uh, we have the nineteen seventy eight as well for travel retail that came out. Same thing, uh, very fruity, tropical, a little bit nutty coconut came out. All these kind of flavors, and and um, I, I I like I like this American oak influence, um, which makes the whiskey a little bit. Um, lighter on the flavors and for me probably sometimes a little bit more all-rounded um, and especially when we're hopefully going through uh, some of the warmer days uh, I think uh, that's that suits me even better so yeah. Mitch you, you'd always said to me when we worked together at Diageo Highland Park 18 was always in your top three back then yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that really stuck in my head you know and I was like yeah, that's yeah. if Mitch rates it maybe I'll make my career choices based on Mitch's opinion and um, yeah. I've regretted that ever since, basically. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I thought you were going to pay me a compliment there, but yeah, obviously I was thinking you know, about it. You I had, did think about yeah, it. Yeah, you had to turn it around, didn't you? You had to turn it around last minute. What are you drinking, Das, tonight? I'm on a Highland Park as well, mate. I'm on Dragon Legend. Yeah, oh, oh I love that as well. Do you know? I, I think that is of, of the of the Highland Parks I've tried that were launched in the last sort of five or six years or so. It, it's one I'll go back to regularly and think, yeah, oh, it's yeah, really yeah. lovely. And it's red wine yeah. cask, right? Sorry? Is that a Rioja cask? No, no, no. That was Twisted Tattoo. That was uh, Twisted Tattoo, right? Yeah, right. Dra Dragon Legion is... is uh, it actually, it's, it's not too far away from, uh, from Dark Origins. The, the, one of the things that separated is we, we use some of the heavily peated malt uh, yeah. in Dragon Legion. So, um, uh, as you know, every year we are producing uh, some heavily peated malt where we, we don't mix it with the unpeated malt. And some of the cask we have maturing uh, with, with the heavily repeated mold have been used in Dragon Legend to increase some of the smoky flavor. It's not a lot, but it's still there and you oh. can definitely feel it and makes it, in my opinion, uh, extremely complex and at the same time, very, very balanced. The, the cask string series we're now launching, you know, where we have the batch one and two out, release one and two. Um, that's a non-age statement as well, but it sells good because now the strains kind of follow it. So, so when the strength is there, people, people don't care about the age. They, now it's mm -hmm. strong, they go out, they can drink it as they prefer, at the strength they find it's suitable at. So um, I think we do quite a, a lot of good things. You were at Icons of Whiskey, you're back in yeah, Denmark well, at the I, moment. I, 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 had, I, had, um, I had some tastings in London to begin with uh, where... I did some tastings for the London team, um, uh, our sales team there, and and so on, and then did some training for Barry Brothers in London as well. What a great place it is! Nice Absolutely shot, amazing. Man. In yeah. the vaults, yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Uh -huh. uh, then I went to Glasgow and did um, um, a, a whiskey dinner. Uh, I just passed by uh, Portstill to train the staff there, but went to um, to Brett's in. Um, in Glasgow at Great Western Road, and did a food pairing with you know with barbecue grill and Highland Park, uh, and um, it was um, fully sold out and was simply amazing. Um, and I think that's one of the new things. Um, that's the food pairing, which I've been working with for a long time because I did it already back in in my days at Kragaliki uh, Hotel in Speyside. Uh, where one of the jobs I, I did there were fine food and whiskey that went well. And, and uh, that at that time, you know, I was a, 
I was just a wee boy like you, Das. But then, I'm sure, you've ever been wee, Martin? No, well, not, <laughs> not really wee, but I was thinner. <laughs> let me put it this way. And 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 the uh, working at Krogatic Hotel, where you, um, where I had, and uh, not everyone, but I had access to all the food with the chef and tried all this great food we made there. Uh, I, I I I gained a few pounds uh, working there uh, over the, the the two years, so that was that was great. That was great. Yeah. All, all the haggis, mate. All the haggis. All yeah. the haggis, all the beef, um, all the deep fried Mars bar from DJ Chivers in in in, in Dufton, all of that. <laughs> in in one that's, of that's, but that that's one of the things, Martin, isn't it? I think a lot of people you go to whiskey shows and you go out to these events, the dinners that you've been hosting and things, and people always ask you, how did you become the Highland Park ambassador. Yeah. So you at, like you were at the Craig Ellicke. How did you how did you get into that position at Highland Park? How did it kind of all come to be? Yeah. Well, to, to, to make a very very long story very short, um, I was uh, I did my um, my service in the Danish Navy and I was in the military police for uh, for almost twelve years and always had an interest for Scotland probably through my dad back in the days that told the stories about kills and bagpipes and castles and battlefields and all these kind of things. He never told me about whiskey because my, my father never drinks, but uh, I was on an exercise uh, in Scotland and uh, we had, we had one day off during the two weeks we were there and all my colleagues were in pop crawling. Uh, I rented a car and I wanted to go out and see what Scotland was all about, especially in, in the lowlands where we were in Edinburgh and, and the surroundings there. And, and the thing is, when you drive around um, Scotland, at one, at one point you, you stumble over a distillery. And um, I went in and I think after five minutes, I was completely sold. You know, everything they told me were just like I imagined everything would be. They were so proud um, about the product they produced, about uh, everyone talked about their own whiskey. You know, it's my whiskey because they were so proud of this product. And it fascinated me. But, you know, this, we, we are now talking 34 years ago. Uh, and I, I know I'm old, but 34 years ago. But I came back to Denmark, and I think in Denmark at that time, there, there might have been two whiskey books, um, one written by a Dane, which had all kind of uh, other spirits in. And then there was one of the first books by Michael Jackson, I think, at that time. I read the books, and, and if, I, if I had to, if I wanted to know more, the only way were to go back to Scotland. We didn't have internet like we do today and these kind of things. So, so um Every time I, I could have a week off from the military, I, I spent it in Scotland, learned about uh, whiskey production, knocked the doors. And at that time, health and safety was, you know, people didn't care as long as you could work for free. Uh, and I did. And it was, it, it, that was kind of the way I got my hands into it. And then eventually in Denmark, I, I could start working with were one of the first to do um, whiskey tastings mainly for wine clubs and then one day to the other you know and and uh, suddenly um, they uh, they asked me at the world of whiskeys in copenhagen airport do you want to be uh, part of our team here and do you want to be the shop manager later and so on and i did that so suddenly i started working with it full time um 
I uh, opened up a few shops in Copenhagen, uh, whiskey house, whiskey corner, all these kind of things. Um, and then one day a call came in from uh, from the guys at Craigatic Hotel. There was a few Danes that owned it. Said, "Well, Martin, would it be you to come over here and and run the bar and buy in all these fantastic whiskies we have and do all the tastings for us?" And um, I said yes, and and then I moved uh, moved to Speyside and uh, had some fantastic years there. And it was during that time um, that uh, I did a few tastings for some guys uh, at uh, at that time Maxim, which I had no idea were from Maxim, but uh, happily enough, I uh, every time I mentioned Highland Park 18 as my favorite whiskey, which then one day uh, result in that in a call from well you know the guy Stuart McRae and uh, Stuart said do you want to come and work for us and uh, be the ambassador for McAllen and Highland Park and uh, I remember it you know very very clearly we never talked about salary or when to start my only question for Stuart at that time was can I work with Highland Park 18 and how much how much can I get yeah (laughs) yeah and 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 Stuart said yes and that was kind of it and then um, I began as Nordic ambassador for uh, the Etrington portfolio. And then uh, uh, when when you kind of left uh, Highland Park back in the days, I took over your position as uh, global brand ambassador um, and has been such an amazing journey. Martin, did I not read something as well about you being the, the Danish boxing champion at one point as well? Yeah, that's true. Um, I won the Danish uh, boxing champion uh, as a bit, well, twice. And then... Uh, I, um, I did, had quite a lot of international fights as well, and uh, so on. And today, I'm um, I'm part of a running a boxing club, a new one we started up during COVID, which was quite uh, I, I would I would call uh, quite brave to start up something during COVID, but we managed, and it's uh, it's it's a good success. Uh, so as much as I can spend my time over there uh, training you young guys there and, and girls. Uh, that's uh, kind of where my mind is on something else. Must be handy for tastings as well, right? Anyone gives you any shit and you just knock them out. Perfect. Yeah, no, 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 no. But uh, yeah, <laughs> well, that's, uh, I, I don't know if there's always been a certain respect. Um, but um, no, but I think I think when it comes to um, some of the things I, I, I took with me from, from the boxing is the discipline about, um, you know, Daz knows that as well. I... Um, I rarely go out drinking when I travel and work. Um, I've done a few times with 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 with, with Dell, uh, but but I, I I really rarely do that because it's um, it's something where I think I I, I uh, have too much respect for the brand and for my for my work. So so I kind of keep that distance. The reality is, Martin, it's the only way you can do it for as long as you've done it as well. You know that that yeah. that's the thing. It's not you can't do that for as long as you have without, you know, no, turning it in at the right times and things like that. And, and I think, I think there's one, uh, uh, one major thing as well. Um, there will always be, and you know that yourself, because we have talked about it so many times, uh, there's always things you can learn. So if you suddenly just sit back and think, now I'm the expert, I'm the, mm. uh, I'm the king of whiskey and I can, you know, no one, no one can beat me. I know everything. 
you'll be disappointed because there will be guys out there who knows more than you. So. Yeah, and there's a there's a couple of people that really instilled that. Uh, we we actually had Ian Miller on a few weeks ago, um, yeah. who's who's fabulous, and he he oh, really has that kind of mindset, despite the yeah, fact yeah. he's run. 20 odd distilleries. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spent his whole life working in whiskey. He still believes, you know, he can learn something from everybody. You know, he's got that brilliant kind of mindset. And we're going to come on to another one. And there's a couple of people that have really shaped Highland Park. And, and you've obviously been a massive part of that. Um, Jerry Tosh, another icon of whiskey, global oh, yeah, ambassador fantastic. of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I was a former global ambassador at Highland Park. Never won the award. I was nominated once and I didn't yeah. even know. I didn't even know I was. <laughs> so, so I never went. I didn't find out until after the event. Um, and and of course, Jason Craig was a big part yeah. um, of Highland Park. And and he he had a small gap of a few years where he went away and worked on uh, the Cutty Sark blended yeah, brand. Yeah. And then he came back to Highland Park. But he'd he'd had a huge impact on the direction and a lot of the products and things like that. And it, I mean, it's terrible news. I know you were very, very close to him. Uh, but, but sadly, we lost him, didn't we, just a few weeks ago? And yeah, it was uh, a massive um, loss, yeah. not just to Highland Park, but but to whiskey, you know? Oh, Jason passed away uh, end of February. And, and uh, I don't think, to be honest, uh, that Highland Park would have been where we are today if it wasn't for Jason. Mm. Uh, I think he was bleeding Highland Park as well, you know, if you just just like me. I've known him for, for, for 17 years and... Um, I should say we we became extremely close friends. Um, we had um, our meetings where we didn't talk work. We uh, we talked family. We talked uh, music. Uh, we talked sports. Jason was a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, and so am I. So so for me, he was the boss, and I was the big man, which you know he referred to as the saxophone player in in, in the E Street Band. He's so missed. Um, I don't think everything will be the same um, again or anything will be the same, but we do have a great team um, that um, have been working with Jason for a long time. So they kind of know where we can, where we can go with the brand and, 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 and uh, follow the, uh, the footsteps as best as we can uh, from, you know, for, for Jason, but yeah, it, it's, um, it's a massive loss, and he's uh, missed every single day. I I was thinking about this today before the show, and I was like, well, you, what, what are my Highland Park kind of moments? And then I remembered I had a massive Highland Park moment in my Scotch whiskey career, actually starting my career. So going back to, I, I want to say this is like 94, maybe 95 I go on this, this tour. You know these tours that you get in Scotland, right? They're, yeah. You jump on a coach. And you go up to the Highlands and you're with a group of people. And we stopped somewhere very stereotypical. I think it was like the Bank of Loch Ness or something like that, right? And the tour guide jumps out. And I'll never forget this. He brings out, he's like, right, come on, we're at Loch Ness. We're going to have to drink some whiskey. He brings out a bottle of Highland Park. And Daz, this is going back to what we talked about earlier on. This is why Highland Park has always stuck in my mind. Brings out a bottle of Highland Park. And I remember absolutely shit myself. I wasn't really into whiskey at the time. I was just like, ah, oh, no, I'm going to hate this. But that was my very, very first moment where I, you know, this is pre-COVID times, right? We're literally mm. swigging out of the bottle around the lock. And I still remember to this day having that first swig of Highland Park and going, holy shit, I really enjoy this. This, this yeah. is my moment, you know what I mean? So <clears throat> Highland Park has got a very kind of special 
place for me within my whiskey journey. Martin, we, we talked a little bit earlier on about kind of where the brand's going and what's going on. You know, yeah. what, what's coming up with Highland Park? What, have you got anything that you can share with us? Interesting expressions or interesting things that you guys are playing about with? Yeah, well, uh, there, there's quite a few things. Um, we, uh, we decided not to do any uh, special editions for a while. Um, Pre-COVID, we, we had quite a few coming out. Um, Dog and Light, Twisted Tattoo, uh, ice and fire, you know, they, they came very, very quickly and, and uh, shops couldn't really follow. Uh, all the things collectors couldn't follow, whiskey drinkers, Highland Park fans couldn't follow. So when COVID kind of uh, began, we, um, uh, and that was again, we, we talked about Jason, it was kind of Jason that said, well, let's sit back for the next two weeks, weeks. let's reflect on the last couple of years. What can we do different? And one of the things we decided um, not to do were special editions for a while. And it's not because we don't have the stock for it. Um, it's just, we thought um, we had to take care of our core range. We had to uh, see if we could get that back on the right track, uh, make uh, people uh, love the 10, 12, uh, 18, um, but we also decided at that time we wanted to have a few additions to the core range to kind of make it complete. And uh, one of the things were to bring back the 15. The way we discussed this, should it be the like the old one or should we come up with something new? And then uh, we, we knew from our experience uh, in Sweden that cask string whiskey would do very well. So we decided to do... Um, a new uh, core range uh, bottle with, with cask string, release number one, 63.3, release number two, 63.9. So they will all be different. Uh, and very soon here in a few months, uh, release number three will come out, which will be very different from both one and two. Uh, but again, around that strength, um, we do have, uh, a 50 year old coming out for China. Um, so kind of press a different price area. And we would probably have to- <laughs> more, more than 50 quid. Yeah. yeah a bit more, a bit more. Um, and we will have uh, something a wee bit older coming out uh, end of this year um, as well. Also a little bit older single cars coming out. And then for the distillery and for our shop in Kirkwall, there will be some special editions. I always remember the product, uh, the Hyarta, which was a 12-year-old cast strength that we, we produced a long, long time ago. And, and, and it always really struck me that that was the kind of real credibility builder for Highland Park. And every time yes. I went back to Sweden, I was always amazed by just how much the Swedes knew about Highland Park. And... One of my fondest memories was, uh, Martin, you and I went up to uh, Darlana to uh, SMAD for their, yeah, was it yeah, their 10th yeah. anniversary or the 15th That was the uh, 10th or 15th anniversary, I think. Yeah. Um, and we, Bjørn Sodin and his crew, yeah. and we, we did a big Highland Park tasting, and we, we kind of did a double act, didn't we? And we did yeah, yeah. 19 Highland Parks. It had a half yeah, time yeah. this tasting and everything. It was, it was unbelievable. And yeah. they bought all the whiskey. But see, that, that, that's the, the thing. The Swedes, um, they really know about the whiskey. 
and and um, you know they and the, the the amount of fairs they're doing um, just before COVID, I think one year we take we, we counted twenty eight whiskey fairs in Sweden, and you know they're not small, <laughs> they're quite big. Mm. You know, we have 37,000 people coming in from the for the Stockholm Beer and Whiskey Festival, which was just incredible. You've been on Cinderella with me as well. The uh, biggest floating whiskey fair in the world, uh, which is actually coming up in a month's time. And, and, and it's just it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I remember we had colleagues back in Scotland that, you know, um, when they were told to go to Sweden, they said no, because they knew that the... Um, the whiskey people in Sweden, they uh, their knowledge was so big, you know, they yeah. were so huge, and some of the questions um, people would ask was just phenomenal. Uh, I remember I was doing um, a, a masterclass, I think it was at the Stockholm Beer and Whiskey Show, um, and there was this guy. He was writing down each and every word I was saying. Sometimes he even stopped me. I was seventy-five people at the masterclass, and he. He now and again stopped me and said, can, oh, can, you, can you repeat that? And he wrote it down. And then, you know, when uh, I was talking about production and we talked about fermentation, he said, so how many washbacks do you have? I said, well, we, we, we do have 12 washbacks made of, made of wood. Okay, and how many staves do you have in your washback? And I said, what? Well, yeah, how many, how many, how many staves is in your washback? as Mitch's Whiskey News of the Week. And the, the first one is the famous one. I don't know if you've tried this one yet, Martin, but it's a new release from the famous Grouse. And they're, they've moved it into like a dumpy bottle. Yeah. And it's very focused on kind of mixing and, and I guess bringing younger consumers into the kind of famous Grouse story and stuff. Have you had a yeah. chance to try that? No, not yet. And no. unfortunately, I, I was hoping that I could um, have had a wee taste when I was back in Glasgow uh, last week. Um, but what I've heard from my, my colleagues and especially the guys um, uh, working on the, on the grouse team, it's, uh, it's fantastic. And it's, it's quite similar in some kind of ways to, um, to the naked grouse. Uh, and um, it's mainly made you know, for, 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 for the mixing, the, the cocktails and these kind of things. Glenn Geary's back. Yeah, we saw that this uh, reopened after a six million pound investment by Bean Suntory. So it's been interesting because they've had this closed for the last two years. Uh, so they've just kind of revealed what they've been doing there. And quite interesting in that they're bringing back the kind of uh, old school production methods. Uh, yeah, and and one of the things they're doing is like the floor maltings. Exactly. They've got direct fired stills with the mash tons. So it's pretty cool to see that. I'm looking forward to, yeah. to going up and checking all that out for sure. And look forward and to then, trying some stuff from there again in some yeah, of the new yeah. releases and things, especially yeah. if it's getting the, the focus and attention it deserves, you know? And then it wouldn't be the news without a new distillery, right? So yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we've always got always got it seems like every single week we've got a new distillery that we have to talk There's about a new one every um, time man. so yeah. this yeah. is a kind of new old one it was uh it was created in 2019 i believe and it's the sterling distillery which yeah. has been kind of off our radar i think Daz, because they've just been producing uh gin up until now uh but they've said they are gonna now produce a whiskey uh, which is part of their, their new make spirit. They've been doing uh, independent bottles up until now, but this is going to be all their own liquid, but they're not going to produce this until I think it's going to be 2027, I believe, or 2025, sorry, 2025 when it's going to come through. 
Um, so yeah, a little uh, another whiskey coming out of Sterling for the first time in 170 years, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah, but I, th I think I think you know. Uh, uh, first of all, I would say it's it's um, it's very brave with all the new distilleries. You know, every time I hear about new distilleries being built, I think, oh my god, that's brave, because it's um, it takes it takes some effort to go up against the um, the distilleries that are there now and to produce something that's not always already been produced uh, and make it different. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And especially, I think, with things like sustainability being so high on the radar, yeah. it's much easier to bring these technologies in to run a sustainable, oh, know, yeah, yeah. environmentally friendly distillery than it is to yeah, renovate yeah. an old distillery and make it, a, you know, make it efficient, make it better for the environment, at least. So, no, it's yeah. definitely. And, and I think the, the last bit of news, I suppose, that it's quite cool, actually. There's four bits of news we've picked out this week that we felt were most relevant. And two of them are relating to blends, which is cool. Uh, we often find most of the news is about single malts, new distilleries, new expressions and things like that. Maybe people moving around, but it's good to see blends uh, coming back onto the radar a bit more. I think we'll probably see a bit more of this, but Coach built uh, a blended scotch um, that I know the guy at Claxton's have been involved with. Um, but obviously, Jensen Button, Formula Formula One driver, yeah. uh, really well-known guy, was particularly interested in the sort of blending um sort of techniques and things like that and george kutsakis who who lives over in taiwan but martin you'll know george oh yeah definitely yeah nice guy scottish guy uh scottish greek sort of family um i think he's from i want to say it's clyde bank i think uh george yeah george there's from. something you, yeah i'm not sure but, yeah. but he, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy definitely, yeah, yeah yeah loads of loads of fun ton of energy and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, brilliant yeah. to see him getting this off the ground actually and it's um I keep in touch with him every now and then, and he'd given me a little bit of an insight into what he was up to, but I didn't, I didn't yeah. actually see this one coming. So congratulations uh, to the guys there. It looks brilliant. Yeah. Can't wait to try it. Uh, yeah, Mitch will get a sample stuff. before any of us do. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I, you know, I'm a big Formula One fan, so it was great to see like that crossover, obviously Jensen Button well, being ex-Formula One. And... You remember we did the David Coldheart uh, bottles as well. Oh, of so. course you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, did, uh, we did two, two uh, and... I had the chance to go down to Monaco to do a tasting uh, for his uh, whiskey club down there, and and uh, and uh, the, the Prince Albert uh, turned, you know, showed up as well. So, you know, so we did it as well with uh, with David Coulthard, and he was up at Highland Park as well, uh, tasting some of the casks that we uh, were going to use for for his his two bottles. So, boys, that was a lot of fun. Martin, is this the best podcast you've been on today? Definitely today, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> I took about twenty a day, but this was the best today, yeah. Well, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> guys, it was it was absolutely amazing um, to see you guys again here, and um, hopefully, when I'm back, uh, let's uh, let's catch up for a bite, uh, uh, a pint, and a dram. And um, until then, guys, stay safe, and thank you for having me here. So, Pleasure, mate. Absolutely. Uh, so nice, Cheers. nice to have a Highland Park with you again, my friend. Always. Yeah, thanks, Martin. Thanks for being on the show, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode uh, with our antics because we're going to jump on a little bit of social media here for this next one. So we're going to pop some questions on Instagram. We've now got a Twitter handle as well, which does it is NA Whiskey Podcast, which means, Mitch, not another whiskey podcast mate you're genius i love what <laughs> you've done you. there well done do you know, well do you know done. the problem do you know uh, uh, not another whiskey podcast is too long for the name of a twitter handle of course 
Yeah, it's limited that's, characters. Yeah. There you go. That's that's, that's an interesting fact. That's not going to get you any friends right there. It, it, it's, um, the, it's the first time anyone told you you're, it's too long. <laughs> next, next episode guys we need you guys to get involved here because it's going to be a 30 minutes with Daz and I uh, so normally we get a guest in but we're just going to go solo and answer all your questions from social media so pop us any questions that you want to know about whether it's whiskey or our views or opinions or stories or, or anything that you've kind of got a question about whether it's whiskey related or what colour underpants Daz wears every day. Uh, we're going to be blasting that out over Instagram and Twitter over the next week or so. So stay tuned. Keep an eye out for all of that. Thank you for tuning in, guys. And may all your whiskies shimmer like gold and your glasses remain full. <laughs>